Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Musicals Told Me Everything I Know, where we try and learn everything that musical theatre can teach us. I'm Zane C. Weber, and with me tonight is... Julie Eisentrager. And our special guest this week is... Josh Tia. Josh is back. Hi, Josh. Hi. And what musical do you want us to talk about this week, Josh? Today, we will be talking about The Wild Party. Specifically, Andrew Lipper's version. Andrew Lipper's version. So, for those of you who are uninitiated in the world of musicals called The Wild Party, there are, in fact, two that were on the Broadway at the same time. On the way of the broad. On the way of the broad. uh, Both based on the same poem, uh, but one's by Lacusa. And one is by Andrew Lipper. Very different styles. And we're talking about Josh's favourite, Andrew Lipper. But before we do that, because we we do have our usual get to know you quiz, but Josh has been been here here before. before. You've been here before. So I guess Julie and I will just have a a lightning round of what are we going to cast Josh as? Uh Uh-oh. Um, let's say Emmett in Legally Blonde. Timon in Lion King. <gasps> oh, good one. Yeah. Good one. Um, what's the dude in Adam's Family? Uh, Gomez? Festa. No, no. Oh, the, 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 the straight-laced dude. I cannot remember his okay. name off the top of my head. Yeah, no, that dude though. Continue. Zazu from The Lion King. Stop it. Oh, my God. Another good one for Josh. I see it. Um, anyone from Book of Mormon? Hello. <laughs> Apart from the African guys. <laughs> Apart from the warlord, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, I think you would make a funny Cunningham. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be I, I would be. I would be down to play any of the Mormons. I would like the Mormon in Turn It Off, that one as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, I'm going to say Rod from Avenue Q. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a dream role. Uh, Dr. Potomar, waitress. Oh. Because, oh. guys. young, but he could grow he into w- it. A little young. He will be a doctor soon. <laughs> But, but still, medicine, but Dr. Potter is meant to be like an older doctor, like a middle-aged sort of doctor. Like doesn't have to be. Josh is far from middle-aged. Some uh. makeup, he's ready. <laughs> All right. Are you satisfied, Josh? Have we, have we complimented you enough? 
Yeah. Thanks, I'll say guys. Simba. Ex- Simba from Lion King. <laughs> Mm, Just I'll say one man show, The Lion King, Josh yeah, Tia. I'll say Nala then. <laughs> Guys, I'm ready. All right. Well, uh, now that we've got to know Josh even better, or at least what Julie oh, and I, I think one. of Josh. Oh. Seymour. Oh, yes, please. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Well, let's take a little break and we will dive straight into Andrew Lipper's Wild Party. All right, Josh, so what can you tell us about Andrew Lipper's Wild Party? Well, Zane, Andrew Lipper's Wild Party is based off a narrative poem that was written by Joseph Moncure March, um, and that original poem was written in 1928. And it's a story that's largely centred around a pair of love triangles um, involving four main characters, Queenie, Burrs, Kate, and Mr. Black. Mr. Black. Mr. Black. Racist. Um, <laughs> We all okay. done. <laughs> and so anyway, this um the whole story unfolds at a debauched party um with other colorful characters um and party guests um add to the drama that is sort of centered around these four characters all involved in this um essentially uh basically chaos of love and um broken relationships. And so um, the original uh, production of Andrew Lipper's Wild Party debuted on Broadway, uh, sorry, off-Broadway um, on the 24th of February in 2000, um, and it only ran for 54 performances. Yeah, and it, it was, it, it suffered for the competition. It did, yeah. I, oh, yeah, it's, it's such a pity, but like I think just the fact that those two things came at the same time and there was just such a contrast between them, it really, yeah. They didn't do well, um, <laughs> and the original and the yeah um, the original production only ran for fifty four performances. I'm not sure if I just said that or not. You um, did. It's I did. Fine. Whoops, the daisies, <laughs> and it didn't get very good reviews. Um, however, it did receive a number um, of uh, awards for off Broadway shows, including um, Outstanding Musical by Drama Desk um, and the Outer Critic Circles. It got um, Best Scenic Costume and Lighting Design um, for the Lucille Lortel Awards and also Best Choreography for the Obie Awards. Yeah. And uh, what is interesting about the, mu- uh, the musical's legacy is that... Oh, we've already talked about that. Uh, yeah, and I guess, like, in ref- reference to the Lacusa version, I think the two shows are just very stylistically different. So, like, the Lacusa version... Um, is very uh, it's very vaudeville mm. in terms of its style, very jazzy, very vaudeville. Whereas um, Andrew Lipper's version, it's sort of it does have a lot of jazz in it, but it's also very musical theater centric and has a lot of pop um, pop rock and gospel influences, which really yeah, make I, it stylistically and I think diverse. Narratively, the two are uh, separate in that, a very similar way. In that, Lacuses is very much about like these individual characters and their acts and their moment on stage, yeah. whereas Lippers is about this one driven story all the way through. Yeah. So the year that it uh, debuted off Broadway, which was two thousand, um, Lacuses Wild Party was nominated for Best Musical. It didn't win. Um, so obviously I think because Lacusa came out first, it kind of got ahead of what they were going to say about Lipper's Wild Party. But I just want to spend a couple seconds talking about the 2000 uh, Tony Awards. So the 54th 
annual Tony Awards. Oh, no. There were four nominations. One is Lacuse's Wild Party, of course. Swing, exclamation mark, which is a fun <laughs> musical, but it is basically just a musical about I have swing heard music dancing. music from that. Yeah. Which is weird. There's a couple of them. Uh, uh, Hit Me With a Hot Note and Two and Four. Yeah. Two and Four. Yeah. Yes. That's probably the ones that Funny. pop up the most. Yeah. Weird. Uh, James Joyce's The Dead, which is a musical Pass. set around James Joyce's The Dead, which Pass. is like a like an Irish dinner party nope. sort of thing with Pass. opera. It's very nope. obscure. Huh. But the winner, an even more obscure uh, musical title called Contact. Uh, Has aliens? anyone ever heard of that? No. The, the poster hey, okay. for this. Is it about either? I've got two ideas here. It's mm-hmm. either about aliens or B, <laughs> it's about a mum trying to contact school books in January. Or no, well, like, like December, early January, and they get bubbles and then the, her frustration of the bubbles in the contact. Wait, it was a good what? guess. <laughs> it was a good guess, Julie. Now, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe <laughs> the poster to you mm-hmm. and please describe to me what you think it is okay. again. All right. So the poster has a, a man sitting on a stool mm-hmm. and he's kind of in a tux after the party. So mm-hmm. he's just kind of got the mm-hmm. vest, Disheveled. his shirts yep. undone. And then on the other side of the poster, up the top is a woman mm-hmm. dressed in a yellow, I want to say negligee with like a yellow scarf wrapped around her, mm-hmm. obviously in the middle, mid leap of a jump. Mm-hmm. And across the top in plain red, lowercase, Aerial font is the is the name of the show. Contact. Mm. Now, what do you think it's about? I'm not loving the visual. I the background is all white as well, stark white oh, with these two figures on it. Worse. Okay. Well, I want to say it is La La Land. <laughs> Called Contact. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and Josh, any any ideas? Oh, I don't know. Are you back <laughs> to the mum contacting the school books? <laughs> No, it just doesn't evoke any sense of what the musical is about. Okay, well, let me tell you what it is about. Contact is a musical dance play, in inverted commas. Already hate it. That was developed by Susan Stroman and John Weedman with its book, in inverted commas, by Weedman and both choreography and direction by Stroman. It ran both off-Broadway and on-Broadway in 99 to 2002, and it consists of three separate one-act dance plays. And that sounds What awful. even is a dance play? Is awful. it a musical? It is not. In fact, after it won Best Musical, it uh, the Tonys introduced a new category for things like this called oh. Best Special Theatrical Event because wow. it's... Not a musical. <laughs> Sounds like someone, like, in hindsight was like, we made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I had never heard of this until researching this episode, and it is it is interesting, an interesting concept. Yeah. Three one-act dance plays. I'm mad that you would choose that over By- Andrew Lipper's Wild Party. Um- Proper. Are, you, are you saying, well, Andrew Lippis actually never went to Broadway. It only oh, went true. off Broadway, That's so it never can't. qualified. Um, but the Lacusa one did, and obviously, like that, I would put that higher than this three one act dance play <laughs> that I've never heard of before. So I can't make a judgment, but three acts. Yeah. Okay. So back to the wild party. Um, there's never been really 
any any uh I've never read anything that's actually nailed down why mm. it was two musicals with the same name on based around the same characters and the same subject matter were able to be produced at the same time. I feel like what happened was Lacusa and Lipper were like at a party one night, got <laughs> so drunk, and then in their drunken states together discussed how it would be awesome to write a musical based on the source material <laughs> and then got home, woke up the next day, hung over, like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a musical on The Wild Party. And they never spoke again until they <laughs> both opened on, in New York. Look, I think that has to be the only explanation. And collectively went, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, well, particularly Lipper, I yeah. really hope to see this on Broadway at some point. It's, it's, I think it's a, a show worthy, but we, we'll get into that. Do you want to continue on to plot? Yes. Yeah, please. let's do All it. Right, let's take a break and come back with plot. All right, so let's... Let's discuss the story of Wild Party. So like you said, it's it's about this kind of foursome. So we've got Queenie, we've got her husband, Burrs. Now, they're both big uh, vaudevillian uh, celebrities, basically, and they are both oversexed and very intense personalities and they had rough pasts until they found each other and they kind of latched onto each other and they've been uh, together ever since. Yeah. But... Now that they've been married and happy, Queenie is getting a little restless and so she wants to throw a party mm. to uh, to uh, liven things up again. And so, of course, she invites this parade of interesting types. You get a lesbian, you get a hitman. What an interesting get... type. <laughs> In the 1920s, yeah, it was lesbian. In the 1920s, lesbianism. everyone was doing everyone. It was massive coke parties. like Yeah, and that's kind of what this is about. Like you only got more uptight. We get a really kind of roaring party and that that's kind of what the poem was about, the 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 underworld of these roaring 20s parties. So so uh so we get Madeline the lesbian, Eddie the thug, May the dimwit, Jackie the dancer, the lover brothers Damano, uh Dolores the hooker and Nadine <laughs> the minor and not minor, the minor <laughs> as in she is under age. Either not way. Out hunting for, Either for way coal. it's bad. <laughs> I prefer she's a diamond miner. <laughs> yeah. So, and at the very beginning, Queenie announces that she's out to basically teach Burrs a lesson. Mm. Uh, so, Kate arrives with her new friend, Mr. Black. Now, Kate is an ex of Burrs. And so, uh, Kate, you know, she's there. Queenie's quite taken with Black as well. So, she makes her move on him while. Uh, and and Kate takes him away to meet the other guests. So Queenie's got her eyes set on black. Things progress and Julie is doing her hair. So sorry if I'm just a little bit distracted. Um, so uh, Queenie makes her move on black and Burrs does not like this, of course. And so things break down into almost a fist fight, which then... Uh, Queenie, then, then it's broken up by the whole company dancing the Juggernaut, which is a big 
dance number That's in the middle of the show. That's how I break up fights usually is by dancing jokes. Initiate a cheeky dance yeah. break. <laughs> well, it's very, it's very hard to have a fight when people are dancing at you from and all then directions. When I want to fight, I go. So after the fight, um, to get back at. Queenie, who has been after Mr. Black, Burz grabs Nadine, the minor, and makes out with her. This enrages Kate, who throws the girl to the ground by her hair. Mm. Um, Madeline, the lesbian, rushes in to help the girl. Uh, Burz cuts into Mr. Black and Queenie's dancing um, and gets her to himself and tells Queenie to stay away from Mr. Black. And Queenie says that she'll do whatever she wants. He I do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then that almost gets physical as he threatens to hurt her. Um, but then Oscar and Phil, the Demano brothers, the Lover brothers, uh, Sorry, basically, what? yeah, they're, they're introduced as the Lover brothers. Okay. I Whatever. think it's like hinted at that they're brothers, but also like together. As well, well. It, it could also be that they are lovers that go under the guise of just of being brothers. Brothers. Brothers from another mothers. So Burz, now that he knows that people are watching, has released Queenie. Uh, so after this, we are, Mr. Black approaches Queenie and pointedly asks why she stays with an abusive man. Uh, and she sings about it, of course. As <laughs> long as he... No? Uh, <laughs> maybe I like it this way. Ah, oh, close. Maybe I like it. I can't get it. It's gone. Elsewhere, Kate is attempting to seduce Burrs. He refuses her advances and expresses his deepest, darkest feelings for Queenie, that she is, in fact, driving him crazy. Ooh. Yeah, so... Burz is a dark character mm. and he and it kind of really descends into the darkest place he could by the end of the musical. Um, so Kate tries to kiss him, but he pushes her away. Black kisses Queenie and she embraces him. End of act one. So things are going down. Yeah. Act two. So the party is raging on. And Kate is a alone, reflecting on her youthful indulgence because she used to be a, I guess we'll call it Lady of the Night, a mm. whore, a hooker. She calls herself a lot of names in this, but now she seems to have climbed the social ladder a little bit and is quite proud of that achievement. Um, Queenie's in the bathroom uh, taking some time to herself um, and she's angry that she's confided in in black. Uh, eh. <laughs> uh, because he's a stranger, but she recognizes that he is a good person, which is more than can be said for most of the characters mm. in the in show, uh, and that she is attracted to him. Black comes into the bathroom with a drink, and they share a moment as uh, Black says how much he likes Queenie. Uh, and then Burrs comes in seeking Queenie's attention, and he apologizes for his behavior and asks for her forgiveness. But before she can respond, Kate arrives and she unsuccessfully tries to draw Burrs back in onto the dance floor and both men pull for her affections and devotions. Mr. Black asks Queenie to leave the apartment with him. Burrs asks her to stop the party and let them return to their isolation (laughs) and Queenie does neither. 
He's a controlling man. She's a free spirit. <laughs> what I, you gonna do? Uh, she's a manipulative spirit, I think. <laughs> um, yeah. So Burz lashes out and and physically threatens her, uh, which causes Queenie to leave the bathroom, followed by Black. Um, so it's it's at this point you see that Burz is really kind of breaking down, and that he has a song here, which is which is really kind of about him doing just that, um, kind of going into manic entertainment clown mode as he emotionally disintegrates. Uh, so after that, he begins to hallucinate hearing Queenie's voices in his head and thinking that May is Queenie, he attacks her, which angers her boyfriend, Eddie the thug, and a fight breaks out. Mm-mm, yep. This doesn't sound good. <laughs> so Mr. Black and Queenie come to find Eddie beating Burrs and Queenie's afraid that Burrs will be killed if it's not stopped and out of concern, uh, Black rushes in and knocks Eddie unconscious with a chair. May turns to Eddie and Kate comes to the aid of the passed out Burrs. So Mr. Black kind of realises what's going on at this point and says, uh says to Queenie that he's going to leave. Um, but Queenie doesn't want to let him go and takes him to the bedroom. And in a moment of passion, the two begin making love, which all the guests in the living room soon follow suit. Oh, ooh. Ooh. So I've this not is... been to many parties like that. No, well, that's the thing. Like, the party keeps getting wilder and wilder and wilder and wilder. Is that why it's called Wild Party? That's why it's called the Wild Party. Wink, wink. get it. Okay, so the next morning, as everyone lies asleep, Kate wakes up Burrs, who's beside her. Um, Queenie is absent, and Burrs wants to know what's going on. So he staggers to the bedroom to find her in bed with Black. When they wake up... Queenie recoils in shock and Black jumps up and attempts to tackle Burrs but fails. Burrs goes and gets a gun from the dresser where, as per Chicago, is they are kept. Uh, <laughs> and full of rage, he vacillates between trying to force Queenie to make a choice between the two men and he threatens to either kill Black or himself. Hmm. So Black... Um, realises that Burrs is about to make a decision and takes a chance and lunges at Burrs. The gun goes off, Burrs is dead. And fearing that Mr. Black will now be executed for the death, Queenie urges him to flee and before leaving, Black professes his love for her. Queenie, now having lost both men, questions how things managed to reach that point and she exits the apartment with her coat and that's the end of the show. It's just... Such a wild, wild party. <laughs> Things got it a bit is. out of hand, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and it kind of it starts out like the good out of hand and then you get like a hint of bad, but then it gets back to good and then you get another bigger hint of bad and then back to good and then it goes totally crazy. Everyone has sex and then the morning after is when they have to deal with the repercussions of what's going on. And- Usually is what you have to deal with the morning <laughs> after. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, for me, the I love the Burr's character. I think he's one of the most interesting mm. male characters because he is he's pretty passive in this story. Like he's not the one with a goal to achieve. He's just having things done to him and he's really 
crumbling under the pressure. In the same way, I really love Queenie as a female character because it's usually the male story to um, be manipulating people to get what you want from them. Mm. And I think that's a really interesting switch of the gender dynamic that we usually see in stories. Mm. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, that's the story. Any questions? Did, did anyone not understand anything? Shall we move on to the music? We can move on to the music. Let's move on to the music. All right. So the songs and the music are really what make me love this musical. So let's have a look at them. We start out with Queenie Was a Blonde. Now, this really introduces all the kind of the big character, well, Queenie and Burrs and their relationship. It's the backstory, mm. exposition, but it's super fun. Uh, so it's Queenie, Burrs and the company. Uh, and then we go out of the blue, which is Queenie uh, convincing Burrs to have a party. And then we get, what a party. What a party. And this is where we literally get the roll call. We get we get the lesbian. We get, we get Eddie the thug. We get May the dimwit. Etc. 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 Raise the roof. What's this one about, Josh? It's just que- I think it's just Queenie inciting some chaos in the party. I think it's like, okay, we here. Yeah, let's let's party. get going. Yeah, where's the cocaine? Uh, and then we have look at me now, which is Kate. Kate arriving with with Mister Black. Mm. Yeah, uh, poor child. Blackbirds. Kate and Queenie. So this is just like. This starts with with Mr. Black just sort of like realizing that Queenie is unhappy and then him sort of coming to comfort her, I think. And then it's sort of Yeah. But then sort of like then it also becomes this thing where um Burrs is sort of like looking at Queenie and he's like expressing how like his his unhappiness in their relationship, and then Kate's also watching over this, and then so all of them are reflecting on the awkward love square that yeah. they're all trapped in. <laughs> Yeah, so it's also the first ballad of the of the show. Yes, yeah, uh, and then we get into old fashioned love story, oh, what which a you hear at auditions all the time because it's a really funny female character song, which is. Uh, I mean, old- they're not wrong, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they have notably left a a word out of the title. So obviously, so it pays off in the show. Uh, is the as the phrase in the song is an old fashioned lesbian love story. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, everyone. By now, the room was moving, which is again just a way to escalate the franticness of and of the room and what's going on uh, at the party. It's kind of like the company throughout the show kind of play as like a Greek chorus where they sort of like they. They sort of narrate and catch the audience up with what's happening yeah. at various points. And this is one of those kind of songs as yeah, that serves that purpose. And and of course that's where the confrontation happens. And then we get into the juggernaut with Queenie Black, Capers, and the company. And again, this is the big, big kind of dance number, the Charleston dance number. And that this is where you get a lot of kind of the the pop rock sort of mm. feel moving in with the juggernaut, um, replacing just the kind of brassy jazz that we've had up till now. But still, it, it I would still class it all as jazz. Yeah, oh, it's all mm. yeah. jazz the whole way through. It's one of those things that when it says it's a jazz musical, it actually is. Yeah. Mm. Which and is so nice. 
I, I think just as soon as you put an electric guitar in there, it, it kind of moves mm. a little bit towards the rock for me. Um, but I would still, it's jazz the whole way through. Yeah. Um, and then we have Wild Wild Party, the titular oh. song of the show. Mm, guys, he said titular. <laughs> Um, the Damano Brothers, Queenie Burrs, and the company. Then we have a really fun song, and it's and it's again, it's kind of a little bit of a charm song. It takes you away from the drama of everything. Two of a kind, Eddie and May. Now this is just after the neighbors have complained and they've shamed the neighbors out, and they're like, in true vaudeville style, they've got the floor, so they're gonna put on a little bit of a show. And it's like, uh, it, yeah, it's just the contrast between the thug and the the little ditzy girl. And by little dizzy girl, I mean woman who's fully consenting to be there. <laughs> because there is, there, well, there is minor. an underage minor at the yeah. party. So we have to kind of uh, cut between, <laughs> keep that distinction there. Maybe I like it this way. This song's dark. It is. She's a dark song. And <laughs> I mean, there is a song very similar to this in Reefer Madness, which is basically. The uh, I hate to call it her the lead female, but she's the drug dealer's wife, and she's basically she says, "I'm only here because I want to be here, but I probably shouldn't be here." Mm. In that musical, it's played for a joke. Mm-hmm. In this musical, it's deadly yeah, serious. It's dark. Like I mean, like apart from this musical being all about like just people with weird character traits and drugs and debauched drinking and parties and stuff like this is whole like undercurrent of like domestic violence and being trapped in a relationship that you don't like you don't want to be in but you're also too scared of leaving or any other alternative yeah and it's really interesting because both burrs and queenie seem to feel trapped in this situation that they're 100 creating and aware that they're creating it yeah um yeah, so it's a really interesting story to explore. And then we have Burrs and Queenie, What Is It About Her? And that's where we end Act 1, uh, where basically they're in separate rooms, of course, but they're both singing about their relationship and, and how they're affecting each other. Mm. Shall we move on to Act Let's 2? Let's move on to Act 2. I don't see why not. The Life of the Party. Here we go. This is another audition song that you hear a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to audition with this song. It's such a good song. Adina at her best. And, and of course, it's just sung by a woman descending a very tall case of stairs. <laughs> um, who is this man? Uh, Queenie, again. Another, another ballad, a ballady song. I mean, so many of these songs are so tied to the story. There's not really much to say about them, mm. but I... I I think it does bear saying that the music and story are so intrinsically linked is what makes this musical so great in my eyes because it's very hard to break. Even the songs like we've spoken about that stand out and away from the story like Two of a Kind, like uh, Old Fashioned Love Story, they serve a purpose in the rhythm of the story and... 
it's not just for the sake of the musical that's like, okay, we need to bring down the tension here. Mm. The musical follows the exact same pacing and energy as the party itself. Mm. And I think that's a really great parallel that runs all the way through the musical, um, especially uh, shown in the music. Yeah. Lippa knew what he was doing. Shame yeah, that no one absolutely. else realized. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll be here, which is Black Song again. Yeah, this song is smooth. Yep. This song is well smooth. I mean, who doesn't want Mr. Black to sing that song to them? Now, this, Julie, you don't want Mr. Black to sing that song to them? I don't really care. No. no. Do you yes, like Mr. No. Black? Take it, leave it. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to, uh, you're more of a Madeline type rather Mr. Mr. Black? I think tonight I might be. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's fine. <laughs> we don't judge here. I just lost Josh. <laughs> uh, now, this, this is easily my favourite song, mm. Let Me Drown. Uh, very, both of Burr's songs are super powerful to me and I think it's, there, there are very few songs in, in the Broadway or in the, I guess in musical theatre that are about characters just losing everything, losing their mind, losing everything in their life. Like you have Rose's turn and there there are a few others, but Jekyll. this is. Yeah, but like even then control? you have, you have uh, Hyde, the personification of another character kind of gaining oh, everything. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Let Me Drown is really a really fun I say fun, it's super dark and disturbing, but it's really interesting way to um, illustrate Burr's position. It's kind of like, it's a bit hysterical, isn't it? Because he's sort Absolutely. of like, he's sort of, he's going he, into he's being lo- a clown. Yeah. <laughs> Losing the plot, but also just trying to like lighten the mood as well. Yeah. yeah. He's like, well, if we're here to party, let's go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, it, and it's so like Queenie's instigated this whole party to kind of uh, like hurt Burrs or manipulate Burrs, and like he's the one that's turning down Kate, turning down all these all these op- opportunities where Queenie is actually like physically like physically separating herself from Burrs, and it's like I just don't, I just ah oh, Queenie, come on now, <laughs> <laughs> tell me something which is Queenie in black. Uh, again, this is just uh, asking the question why mm. again. Uh, Come With Me, Black Queenie and the Company. This is the orgy song. Oh, so it actually is as suggested. Actual, Absolutely. Uh, yep. There's a little bit of innuendo in the title. Come so it starts me. out with Black and Queenie, but then the company join in at the end as well. Uh, Jackie's Last Dance, which is just an instrumental, which is in the morning uh, before Burrs basically discovers uh, Queenie and Black, then Make Me Happy, which is Burr's Black and Queenie. And this mm. is where he's deciding whether or not to kill Black or kill himself. Mm. And at the end, that's where uh, Black is basically sent away and Queenie, t- well, it's implied that Queenie's going to take the fall for killing Burr's. Mm. Mm. And then how did it come to this? Queenie was a blonde reprise, which is Queenie alone on the stage. Just like how did it come to this? <laughs> Oh, Queenie. I wonder. <laughs> yeah, Queenie. Oh, I wonder. Yeah, we've got some news for you, Queenie. I like and I would have gotten away with it too. <laughs> if only yeah. I hadn't done all of this, then all of this wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so, yeah, it's a dark ending 
dark ending, but it's just beautiful music mm. all the way through. Um, if you haven't listened to this one, please go and listen to it and then tell all your Broadway producer friends to put it back on Broadway, please. And then yeah. while you're at it, get us some pro jobs on Broadway. Cast me as Burrs, <laughs> okay, please. I would love to play Burrs. I'll play Madeline. Okay. Yeah. And I'll play Mr. Black, so we're sorted. Done. We've got three guys, cast members. Guys, <laughs> we're here already. All right. Well, speaking of which, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk cast. Okay. So who was in this show? Okay. Okay. I'll tell you. You give Please. me $5 and I'll tell Please you. <laughs> Well, Patreons, if you want to hear who was in the cast of this show. <laughs> we should start doing that, just omitting segments, <laughs> holding them for ransom. All right. Well, I guess I'll tell you anyway. Um, in the... Okay. Here's a little name you'll know. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Give me a name. 1997, as a workshop, Kristen Chenoweth was May. That's that's pretty good casting. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I'll give it right. Tiny, tiny, tiny lady, powerhouse voice. Yep. Yeah, I'm there. Right. Uh, the musical opened off Broadway, blah, blah. In the 2057 performances, it starred Julia Murney as Queenie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this one. Brian Darcy James uh, as of the show. Burs. Mm. I wish he was a friend of the show. One Oops. day he will be, Julie. We'll One be day best he friends. Will be. Brian, if you're out there. <laughs> Dear Brian. <laughs> Dear dude. Uh, Tay Diggs as Mr. Black. Again, yes. pretty perfect casting. And Dina Menzel as Kate. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Alex Corey as Madeline True. Yes. Just because I knew no one else would. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're also the ones that are on the cast On the recording. cast recording, yes. correct. Um, do, 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 what else have we got? Oh, the New York City's um, Encores Off Centre featured Sutton Foster as Queenie. That's pretty good casting as mm. well. Stephen Pascal as Burrs. Oh, Pascal as yeah, yeah. I can see that. Mm. Yeah, he was um, a member of the original Off Broadway company as well. Oh, okay, so just part of the ensemble. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then Brandon Victor Dixon. I don't know that name. Neither do I. As Mister Black. Um, and then uh, I every time I read this name. Jaquina? Oh, yeah, Jaquina. Jaquina <laughs> as Kate? Calacango. She has a great last name. She Calicango. does, and I just looked at it and was like, I can't do it. Lovely. I can't. <laughs> Too late at night to say that name. As Kate, Miriam Shaw as Madeline True, and Ryan Andes as Eddie. And that's it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, bless its cotton socks. Not enough shows. Not enough shows. Come back. I, I am really surprised that this isn't. More popular, mm. and I, I know am that- and I am and I'm not though for some, yeah, for some weird reason. Like but the music is so good and the story is so exciting, and I think the and reason it's not a huge cast either. Yeah. yeah, I think the reason I can't picture it being any bigger than it is is because I've not seen it. Mm. Like I, I want to mm. see a visual to the songs that I've listened to and to the story that I know. I, I can't, I can't see it in my head. Maybe mm. I just need a better imagination. Do you have that? Do you, do you have that condition where you don't have an Im- imagination? Definitely not. But oh, you well, know what? Good. Kids these days. <laughs> <laughs> it's, All right. What was like? So this is just a, a random thought in my head that I had the other day. Like what? Like 
it, could it like not come back as a revival because it's not old enough to be a revival? Do you know what I mean? Because like you know, like how sort of like at the Tonys every year, there's like best new musical, and then there's like the best like revival. Like, would it, the reason be that it potentially well, couldn't? When the revival it was, it doesn't was, need to be old. It premiered off Broadway, two thousand. That's eighteen years ago. Mm. The workshop years was nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, hmm. I was seven. But to be yeah. fair, it did have the 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 encores of Center. Yes, that that performance, and 20, that was two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. So it, it is in people's minds, but uh, yeah, and I know the rights have been on and off available, mm. um, at least in Australia. Um, like they were available for a red hot minute and before I could like jump on it, they were gone. Because let's be honest, it would cost like almost nothing in terms of like set to put a, the show a, on. It could be a single set show. Like you just need the one room as long as you have like a bathroom and a bedroom somewhere there. Mm. It's, and yeah, it is kind of sold on on the songs yeah, and the story. And uh, yeah, so <sighs> someone... <sighs> Someone someday will cast me as Burrs in the revival and we will be great. But uh, until then, let's uh, take a break, come back and talk about our dream cast. All right. Who's in the best ever possible cast of The Wild Party, the Andrew Lippert Wild Party? Okay, we're getting Sutton back. She's coming back as Queenie. <gasps> okay. Mr. Black, Zach Efron. Yes, please. Okay. Um, I can I can I, I can live with that. You're on board. And also John C. Riley for Burrs. Yep. Done. And John Lithgrove. <laughs> as I'm joking. You know, you know who's really hot right now? Hugh Jackman. Let's get him back. <laughs> You know that if they did it, he would. Oh yeah, he would. Totally. Not even 100%. funny. Don't joke about it. I think they should do like a Wolverine Wild Party crossover. And so I, when he goes insane, he like literally claws out and like kills everyone. See that? I would watch. Why not just Mark Ruffalo and have the Hulk smash the place <laughs> up? Yes, Queen. <laughs> so so what about what about May? So we've had Kristen Chenoweth. Uh, mm. some like just little girliest girl you can imagine. Does okay, all right. Well, not to do that to go completely opposite. Okay, just to mess things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jane Lynch has to be she, Madeline. Madeline. Yeah, has Madeline. To, she oh, would. Yeah, she would make that, that hilarious mm. because she's not like a great singer. She would just character it up, and I would love that. Yeah, mm. I'm on board. Because it was my suggestion. Honestly, if we if we're doing opposed kind of, th- I think a Jane Lynch's Eddie would be funny. Sure, oh. as the thug. So so it's, they're a lesbian couple. Yeah, yeah. But- or you could just have like a tiny man and yeah. a giant. Even so, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh, I think that needs to happen. It's disgusting. Hey? Yeah. It makes you feel kind of sick, but. You're into it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I really, I loved Tay Diggs as Mr. Black. But yeah. if we've got Zach there, then you know we've got Zach there. But Tay He's, Diggs is kind of, because I fell in love with the cast recording, I think yeah. I can only really hear Tay Diggs when, when I when I listen to it's, it. It's because his voice is so stylized. Yeah. It's like, it's really difficult to think about what that, those, his songs in particular would sound like if it wasn't Anyone him. else, if someone sung it very straight rather than yeah. doing the, the, the riffs. Actually, well, same can be said for I feel like Adina. Well, maybe less Adina's songs because I guess you just have to belt. But like I feel like they, both of those people. Yeah, it's like whatever they sing, 
always gets... sounds like them. Yeah, like that's, it... that's their that song sound. Yeah. Hmm. So then, in that case, segue. Who would you cast as Kate? Well, that's an intro, Leah Michelle. <laughs> oh, Shh, your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think Leah Michelle is, no, a, is a someone, good someone with, Kate. I feel she's like she's got the voice for it, but she doesn't have the bite for it. Yeah, Kate's Kate's got to be Kate's got to be live for the party, and I, and Leah Michelle doesn't give off that vibe at all. Who's um, the party? Who could <laughs> just under the breath insults over there? <laughs> you know, one day I hope Leah Michelle is a friend of this podcast, Julie. What will you do then? When she says, Zane, please be in my Broadway show. And I'll go, yes, I will, friend of the show, Leah Michelle. And she's, <laughs> and she'll say, but there's one condition, Zane, and it is that you are no longer friends with Julie Addison Traeger. And Whatever. I'll have a very difficult decision to make then, Julie. Really? I wouldn't have a di- Just dump me. Go in the Broadway <laughs> show. And then when I'm famous, come back and pick you up out of the gutters like the, the little kitten that you are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's not a little kitten. She's a manger cat. <laughs> oh, damn. All right. Uh, so any other names jump jump to mind? No. No? No. What I'm about for Madeline? I would love to see Patty as Madeline. Really? Oh, yeah. I think That's just. I just love lesbian. Patty. Yeah, well, yeah, she's been around the block yeah. and she's just like all this time. Can't she's find no one. <laughs> I really, I really love because Madeline's just kind of like a like no nonsense, calling everyone out on 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 their bullshit. Just yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I think that that's really just someone that you can put a diva in there and just like no, I don't like any of this, <laughs> any of you. <laughs> Yeah, I can only think of stupid suggestions now. So that's fine. Well, mm. we've done it. We've got a perfect cast, probably that may or may not include Zac Efron. Let's <laughs> always take a break. Come back, and we'll talk top fives. All right, we've got to put this one on some top five lists. What top five list does it belong on? <gasps> uh, top five jazz musical. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd put top five Adina Menzel performances. Yes. Oh, because it's in Adina Menzel before she's like. Before she was like real Adina Menzel. Yeah. Mm. Like she'd done Rent before this, but I think this was straight after Rent. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Top five Mm. musicals based on a poem. Oh, yeah. Cat and Cats. It, well, also cats being number one, James Joyce's The Dead, like and the yeah. same, the same, yeah, same year, year we had three musicals based on poems. Oh. <laughs> Awkward. Top oh. five male characters, insane, crazy male characters. Sure. I'll put Burrs on that list. As mm. in violently insane, just like crazy. Because mm. by the end okay. of the music, he goes insane. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Maybe like top five plan that went terribly wrong situations. <laughs> top five orgies. Top five orgies. Bad boy. Rent. This. <laughs> this. <laughs> probably something else. Hopefully. Cats. Oh, dear. <laughs> Gross. Um, top five songs for lesbians. Yep. Mm, okay. 
What like, other ones are there? Explicitly for lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. Well, take take me or leave me from rent. Yeah. That that would probably be number one. Number one. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I just like that it's like the way you said that made it sound like less only lesbians could sing it, not a song as sung by a lesbian. Well, I think it's a song about being a lesbian. Sure. So take me or leave me isn't technically, but I would put it on there. Still. Oh yeah. Because it is about women dating women. So. True story. Yeah. Hmm. Um, anything else? Nothing else? No, I just scrolled past a photo of Chad Michael Mario now. I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think that's good. You know, I'm going to put it out there. This might be on my top five musicals. Full stop. What? It's, yeah, it's certainly. It, Whoa. I, I, my I, personal one. Yeah. Whoa. Might be. It's Xana def- don't. <laughs> Xana don't isn't on my top five. I love oh, it. Okay. But it's not on my top five favorite okay. musicals of all time. Wow. Okay. This is. Wow. Avenue Q. Wow. Mm-hmm. Little Shop. Mind blown. Mm-hmm. Continue. <sighs> There's a lot of others that are fighting for that. So I think. Oh, mm, wow. Yeah. I would agree. It's definitely like I really? can't. Yeah, it's it's among it's among the the ones that are continually jostling for position. And you know what? De- it definitely appears top five underappreciated musicals. Correct. Would agree. I'll put it on top five musicals I've never seen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, that's a still a, that's big a long list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Ho- hopefully, top five musicals that will eventually get a Broadway yeah. run. Yeah, that need to come back. Because Little Shop of Horrors was on that list and it got a Broadway run. Mm-hmm. Big Fish was on that list and it got a Broadway run. It that didn't do well. We don't Broadway, talk about the run. We don't talk about it. But I think I think this would do great on um, on Broadway. Yeah. Um because it doesn't particularly need to be as intimate as an off Broadway would be. So yeah. Um, and it's like it's just like given like maybe like back then. I mean, maybe audiences were just pruder and it was kind of just like, Ugh. and but I think now the material, just because it is so just raw and sexy and because like musical theater is definitely moving towards like more angsty mm. theater, mm. perhaps like it would do a lot better now because maybe. we like that angst in theater more. I mean, if the Tony Awards are any indication, 2000 was a weird year. Mm. Like, I mean, we probably weren't year. writing anything in 99 because of all previous years because we thought we'd all be dead by 2000. That's true. <gasps> the Y2K. Y2K. Yep. That solves it. There's, so that's what's to blame for Wild Party not doing well. Duh. <laughs> How did we not see it sooner? I know. All right. So unless we've got any other dramatic top fives to throw out of the last minute. No. Nada. I, I'm going to put Burrs on my top five bucket list roles for um, me. Okay. Um, I'm not putting Madeline on mine, but continue. No, no. <laughs> I don't think Madeline's on anyone's bucket list. Uh, but, yeah, so let's take a break. We'll come back with Lessons Learned. All right. What lessons did the wild party teach us? I mean, there's a few real big obvious ones. If someone right invites you over for a party, <laughs> just maybe, I don't know. I think most, protection. Of, most of the guests that were there got what they wanted out of the party, which was just some fun and some sex and some dancing. That sounds like the 
best kind of party. I mean, I guess, I guess Queenie, Queenie, come on now, Queenie, 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 dear, Queenie. Would you like to say Queenie again? Queenie. Queenie. <laughs> stop what you're doing in case you get what you want. Mm. Like you, you orchestrated this. And Don't wish to have for what you want. Exactly and right. Get it. Yeah. Maybe continuing for that. Uh, um, blah, 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 blah. Wow. Mind blank. What was I going to say? Uh, I think it was... Blah, 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 told, blah, 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 very similar to what he said. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Oh, I, no, he remembers. He remembers, See? guys. Look at that. <laughs> um, talk things through. Yeah. Just uh, be open with your emotions and... Uh, don't think that cheating on your partner is a good way to get them interested in you again. Mm. Might mm. be a, <laughs> uh, a good life lesson learnt. Maybe the person who gives you what you want isn't the right person for you. <laughs> like, Oy. isn't giving you what you need, exactly. Because obviously Burrs and Queenie is a toxic relationship, mm. but they were so attracted to each other for exactly that reason. They crave that toxicity mm. and like just yeah, ex- have a examine that, mm. <laughs> examine that in your relationships. Mm. People who are lucky enough to have them Don't. with <laughs> with, uh, with clowns or otherwise. Oh, well, Burz is a clown. I know right? it's just nasty. <laughs> you know who else was a clown? Who else is a clown? Ronald McDonald? No, Jermaine Gacy. <laughs> All right. Also a clown. That was a that was a weird connection to make there. He's a clown and a mass murderer. Oh, okay. Oh, no, well, is a clown. Mass murderer. I know. He, he only just, kills himself. I'm just saying. All clowns right. are creepy. <laughs> well, clowns are a little creepy. I'll give you that. Any other lessons? I mean, don't keep a gun in your bedroom dresser. Oh, I mean that. Should go yeah, without saying. I actually saying. think that's n- not allowed either. I'm pretty sure you're meant to have them in gun cases. In Australia, yeah. But that doesn't stop some people. Like, n- rules aren't always followed. Silly, mm. silly people. Silly, silly people. Don't, I'm looking at you, America. Don't put your undies and your guns in the same drawer. It's true. The disaster can strike. You put your incense and your undies in the same drawer so your undies smell like the incense. It's real good. Well. Homemaking tips with Julie Eisenberger. <laughs> Spin-off podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, a- anything else? Um, Jazz parties seem real fun until they get dark. I was going to say that. They're real fun to the morning after. Yeah, mm. right. Everything's fun yeah. until the morning after. Yeah. Everything's fine till the morning after. Anything else? I'm going gonna, gonna to stop. I think, I, think, I think we're good. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I guess we learned that great musicals aren't always recognized oh, in their true. time because poor Andrew Lipper and everyone else who was in it. Like, mm. there's, there was a good cast and they were off Broadway and it still, still didn't get picked up. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to listen to every musical that I can get my hands on, whether or not it was on Broadway or not. That's how I discovered Wild Party. Mm. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and we will say farewell. (laughs) 
All right. Thank you for joining <laughs> us, everyone. Thank you to our special guest, Josh, for bringing Andrew Lipper's Wild Party. Did you enjoy it? It was an absolute joy. Oh, I love this musical. Thank you again. <sighs> and thanks, Julie, for coming. You're so welcome. <laughs> Am I not? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, well, I had to stop a yawn to answer. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, you can send us an email at musicalstaughtmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online at that's not kind of productions.com forward slash MTMEIK. And you can subscribe and rate us and give us a review on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or any podcatcher that you choose. Now, we like three-star reviews. What? We like four-star reviews more. What? We like five-star reviews even more than that. The mostest. But what we like the most is a review. (gasps) A few words. You can leave us a scathing five-star review and we will thank you for it. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, sure. And it. if you like listening to us and you want to support the podcast, maybe get a few bonus episodes and some extra goodies that we offer on our Patreon, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know. And you, for a couple of dollars a month, get all our bonus episodes. and the two test episodes we did at the start and a whole bunch of other goodies. But if you don't want to sign up for monthly contributions, just go to our merch site. (gasps) Yeah, you can get merch. (laughs) Sorry. And you can get shirts. We have hoodies. We have hats. We have dog bandanas. We dog have bandanas. Yeah, pillows. Phone cases. Oh my good. Anything aprons. That you want. Actual aprons. Keep cups. Yeah. Laptop bags. Duffel bags. What? Yeah, babe. I'm not sure if we have duffel bags. We do. We have duffel bags. <laughs> I swear, this list legitimately keeps growing. Yeah, it does. Every t- there is Wait. nothing that we don't do for our listeners. So oh thank you for listening to us. And if you contribute in any way, thank you very much for that. But even if you can just tell a friend about the cool website that you're listening to and you want to nerd out about, just do that. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. So long. be bad yes but that doesn't mean we can't learn from it i'm alex smith and i'm james keogh and on our new podcast my songs suck we talk to writers musicians who share with us some of their earlier less good content and reflect on how far they've come if you want to get in on the fun head to that's not canon productions or find us on itunes google play or whatever podcatcher you use my songs suck because everyone makes mistakes just make sure you record them
That's Not Gunner Productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.